back, dude. Yeah, we... I don't know, we just keep taking breaks. Yeah, life happens, man. It's all good, whatever. Um, you're, you're hella busy at work and shit, you know? <laughs> My buddy Jeff, who, uh, wrote that review, or I say, whatever you want to call it, of, um, Witchfinder General, that's on our site. Yeah. Hit me up. He, like, added us again. I didn't realize he didn't add us. He's like, yeah, just hit me up about that. And he's like, I thought I was following you guys. I'm glad to see you guys are still going on, but I guess I'm not following you anymore. He's like, but I have a, an app that kind of goes through, and it kind of just unfollows all dead accounts. And I'm like, well, we kind of go on weird hiatuses, and we won't post for, like, a month. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, so we probably got caught up in that, and it just fucking deleted us. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nothing like you know, crazy or nothing, but it's just it happens sometimes. And then sometimes we like we're right on cue for like fucking months, like every two weeks, every two weeks. So, but it's good. It's good to do an episode, man. I'm pretty uh, pretty excited, especially like this is a this is a cool movie, which was just a spontaneous pick. Yeah, I didn't know what we wanted to do. If I can just threw it out there. Yeah, I just uh, literally was looking at. Uh, um, a gore zone. Like, so you texted me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm down to do an episode, but what are we going to do? And uh, I looked down, and it's like a fucking gore zone with Hell of a Living Dead on it. And then what was the other one I gave to you? Don't go in the woods. Don't go in the woods alone. I think that's what I was watching at the time. <laughs> so I just, like, threw those out there, like, all right, dude. Um, and you were like, yeah, dude, let's do, uh, let's do Hell of the Living Dead, a.k.a. 27 other names for this movie. And we'll get into that, yeah. Yeah, we will. That's, I'm leaving that up to you, because I'm sure you've got them pegged. I know the three big ones. Yeah. Yeah, I usually always go by. And one of those three, I fucking hate the name. I... <laughs> oh, my God. I hate the name. I just don't like it. It's... But we'll get into that. So, uh, I want to kind of jump right into this movie. Yeah. And the first thing I want to point out is that the score is fucking phenomenal from the very first keys hit on the synths. Like, yeah. It's done by Goblin, Claudio's Goblin. But the funny thing is, the further you get into the movie, the more you realize that he literally just took parts from other movies of Goblin scores and made a trail mix into this movie. Yeah, um, Bruno Mattei reached out to Goblin to do the score. Right. Could not afford for them to do an original score. Yeah, okay. So he just acquired, like, the rights to use other parts of it, and that's yeah. what they did. It was basically, yeah, I want Goblin. Can't afford Goblin. All right, just give me some shit you already done. <laughs> yeah, which is, uh, some Dawn of the Dead There's stuff. some Dawn of the Dead in there. There's some fucking um, Roller... Uh, I'm blanking on the movie Roller, whatever the fucking movie's called. Rolling Vengeance? No. Uh, but yeah, just a bunch of... Other... Roller? What the fuck is Roller? Well, I can't, I can't remember the fucking fucking name. But it's based from that movie, too. Another well, it was the two big ones. I know it was Dawn of the Dead, and then it was... Uh... Another Argento. It was an Argento. It's yeah. It's, it's. I think it's like four different movies. There's like four movies in total that this shit's from. Oh, is it like zombie? Or not? No, yeah. I don't think it's from zombie. I no, 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 no that's zombie. That's not. 
I, they're very distinguishable pieces of the score. Yeah. Yeah, just it's, it's what, you know when you hear it, you're just like, "What?" And I found that out by accident, like watching the movie. I'm like, "Dude, that's clearly the Dawn of the Dead fucking piece." When yeah, it's Dawn of the Dead. I think the other one was Contamination. Um, Alien Contamination. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the uh, two main ones I think. Oh, it's from their album Roller. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, not the movie Roller, Roller whatever. It was the album was called Roller. I get, okay. But either way, it was all—it was all shit that was already released and already used. Yeah. Because he couldn't afford. Dude, I thought there was a fucking Beyond the Darkness piece too. Dude, there might be. Like that, really eerie, um, stringed instrument sounding kind of mm-hmm. dream, dream-like uh, piece in in um, Buried Alive. Yeah, I think that's in there too. Which came out around the same time this movie did so. I'm sure it was at the ready to just rip a fucking section of that out of it too. But anyway, to get on back on track, I'd like the score is awesome because like the way they mix it up. Yeah, I mean honestly, if they would have not had a goblin score, I don't think they would have gotten anybody that had the same feel. They wouldn't have had the same feel, which would have totally thrown off a lot of the movie. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say actually that score might save. The movie, some dud parts of the movie where it just kind of is bland or like the dubbing's terrible. Which yeah, this actually is. One it's, of it's. The I think worst. it's the worst dubbed movie I've ever seen. No, the dialogue's just kind of laughable in a lot of spots too. Which makes it even worse because what they're saying is not interesting or it's it's word salad and then it's dubbed horribly. So you can you can dub a badly. Like, you could badly dub a great conversation, and it's redeemable. But a shitty conversation that's badly dubbed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but somehow it, somehow it works with, with this. I don't think there's any other movie like this where it's, like, watchable. I don't know why. And I have a theory about that, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. I, the Spanish-Italian hybrid movies that were coming out at this time. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think, like, uh, The Grim Reaper... Anthropophagus pieces, pretty badly dubbed, but they were appealing to a Spanish market and an Italian market. So you get your uh, super sleazy gore, blood-soaked fucking. But then you also get like good score, good pace. It just lacks on the dubbing and the. Uh, it's it's weird that like, it was to appeal to those markets. All right, yeah, I got to uh, That's my theory. I could. I'm not saying that that's ironclad, but see, I think this one, in terms of the dubbing and in terms of the dialogue, is well below pieces and Antrophagus. Oh, oh yeah, this is the worst I, I think I've ever seen. Besides a kung fu movie, <laughs> yeah. I've seen some bad. I've seen some really bad kung fu movies, but the fight sequences are fucking fire. So they're like, you know what? We don't even need to like. Why are we going to spend all this time on tape and pay these actors to sit in a booth and dub over a voice when really they're just waiting for two people to start doing fucking poetry in motion? Is which saves the film. This movie you want the you want to see fucking people getting eaten and, and cool shit. You know? Yeah, this basically falls into the whole like spaghetti zombie, spaghetti fucking cannibal offshoots of shit. Oh yeah, dude. This is what happened. This is what would happen to Dawn of the Dead if you found it in a gutter somewhere after like a fucking opiate binge of two years. This is a low budget. <laughs> this is a low budget movie 
Like that is a basically a hybrid of a zombie movie and a cannibal movie. Yes. They wanted to make a kind of like a tamer, uh, like a a lighter in tone Dawn of the Dead. It's what uh, uh, I think it was Bruno Mattei because this is uh, done by Mattei and Fergazzo. Yes. Who work together? They're fucking like thick as thieves. Fergazzo got his every fucking thing. Yeah, they they fucking did everything together. Um, For like ten years, they were fucking doing films together, right? Or maybe yeah, I think even longer. Yeah. But yeah, so they wanted it's kind of what they wanted to go for off that. Mm -hmm. Fucking um, one of them said that they kind of wanted it to have a like an undead epic, kind of like Apocalypse Now, but like more of like with zombies. Like, it was supposed to be... Like, they had these grand ideas for what they wanted this story to be, but it was one of those, your idea's up here, your, your funding's down here, yeah, your fucking not which is why they didn't film on location in Africa where they wanted it to initially be. Uh, they shot in fucking Barcelona. They used stock footage for, like, all the tribe scenes, and, like, there's straight stock animal footage in this movie. Yeah. The yeah. dubbing's horrible. The dialogue's fucking not great. But saying all this, this is not to say that this movie is not a fun watch. I watch it kind of often, I guess. Every couple months, like I throw it in. The only thing that I don't that is shitty on my end is I have that. 1996 creature feature re-release of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, titled Night of the Zombies. Uh-huh. And it's such a bad transfer. It's up there with My Nightmare City. Like it's there's a crackle over the audio. It fucking just keeps popping. Fucking uh, input in, input out, input in, and it's just like. So I turn the sound off and just throw my headphones on and watch. Dude, I hate those. <laughs> I'd rather have a VCR that just does fucking static screen with sheet lines that have it go blue screen input in. This one just keeps a big black fucking square pops up in the corner that says AV input every time it jumps like that. I got, okay, so I got one of my VCRs will just do the, the un, like untrack crackly fucking lines across the screen when it's trying to track it, which I prefer. I got another one that goes straight when it gets like shitty tracking, straight blue screen. Until the tracking gets better, then it comes back on. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this fucking shit. I'd rather, I, I could at least watch it with the shitty tracking, because it's probably not that fucking bad. Right. I, yeah, just I mean, I got some tapes that are horrible, insane. but no, yeah. no connection detected. Yeah, I just can't fucking watch it. The tape's still playing. I'm just seeing the blue screen. not hearing any audio. It's just a fucking blue screen. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I know. It's here. When I first got that VCR and was doing I thought it uh, either it broke or fucking something wrong with the tape. I was like pissed. Then you pop in another tape, it looks like a jam. Yeah, and then I popped the same tape in that wasn't working up there into my VCR down here, and it worked fucking fine. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the frustration, uh, it's there. <laughs> uh, a movie that I want to uh, give a shout out to in the, uh, in the same realm. Mm-hmm. Fucking Dr. Butcher, MD. Yeah. Cannibal and zombie film hybrid. Yeah, Zombie Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much has the same feel as Zombie Holocaust. Has the fucking same feel as Zombie fucking 3. Yeah. Which, which they were involved in. Burgasso. Yeah. Um, I think he was solo on that one. I think Matei had something to do with it, but he kind of like... There was like a cluster. I think those at, at some point those 
Fulci, Matei, Fregazzo, and I think somebody else directed some oh, portion of covered that one. Yeah. Zombie 3. Yeah, there's really no... Uh, that was a fucking cluster of a production. <laughs> yeah. But no, because uh, it's fucking wild, dude. And both this and uh, Zombie um, Holocaust came out the same year. Yeah. But like... <laughs> uh, Dr. Butcher MD had Ian McClellick there's some star power there and what's her face was in that too from New York River yeah 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 okay so you had some like known people in there and the production was better and the dubbing was not as bad but the bananas part of it is that there's straight up cannibal holocaust like primitive people in jungle with like war paint on and like Tarzan outfits with spears and then straight up a zombie movie like fucking zombie 2 like yeah <laughs> fucking people are coming up back from the dead and you're also fucking trying to fight off can like primitive cannibals and shit so it's just like those are the two worst scenarios to be in in the fucking um, I ain't never seen a bush like this man you lose it out here you're in a world or <laughs> yeah, <I feel laughs> in the middle of a fucking jungle in the Amazon take a okay take Nightmare City Zombie Holocaust and we'll just say Zombie and throw it in a low-budget blender. And that's basically this fucking movie. Yes. Like, and a little bit of Dawn of the Dead. So many, like, the one the, when this first came out, it was, it was pants mainly because of how much it was just ripping Dawn of the Dead. Like, took so much from it. Which, yeah. y you can kind of pick it up. I mean, there's, there's clear similarities there. The only difference was they gave a clear explanation as to why it was happening. There's, dude, this movie has so many fucking storylines going on. It's that fucking uh, virus that outbreak that. There's like the virus outbreak. There's the fucking uh, the military that's having to stop the terrorist organization. Yeah. Like the building. There's the fucking the uh, reporters who have to are going into like New Guinea to, and, and, and then there's something else going on. And then there's like there's something else that gets revealed at the end. And it's just this whole fucking thing. Yeah. There's, like, a lot going on for a movie that doesn't have a lot going on. Yeah, you're right. And then the ending is fucking bonkers. You know what I mean? The end is fucking great. The ending actually shows you a scenario that would happen when it fades to black in uh, Zombie 2. Yeah. Like, what happens once those zombies cross that bridge and get to the suburbs or the city? Like, this, this movie kind of does, like, that scene is a great example of this. I know we're kind of jumping way ahead to the end of the movie. Yeah. But that scene does a great example of, because you have the scene right before that, it's like still what's going on in New Guinea. Mm -hmm. And the chick gets fucking destroyed. Um, and then all of a sudden it switches to them watching TV in a bar. No explanation, no nothing. Nothing to show you that anything kind of moved along any time, anything that spread, nothing. And then all of a sudden they go outside and Shit gets real. Yeah. And then it ends. This movie had a premise that could have that could have worked if they cut out like all the stupid fucking uh, documentary like pre existing footage that they just spliced in to make this movie longer yeah. and just kind of draw drew that out, it could have worked way better. Like it was it, you kinda get that it was supposed to be like a little bit down the road and like maybe like a week, a couple days. And shit spread, and now it's like in like quote unquote civilized society, right? But 
they don't do it like how zombie does it where you see the fucking zombies walking across the bridge yeah because that's and you hear the radio broadcasting correct well in the beginning the one falls into like the Hudson River yeah one at the very start of the film Mm -hmm. and then all that shit happens and then what they think is going to be the promised land they hear over the radio is not and then you just see the bridge infested with hundreds of zombies heading towards human civilization fade to black so it from the first sequence in zombie they set you up for the end which is basically like a plague that you know is going to fucking New York City like where fucking zombies walking around the streets and shit and that's honestly okay so you can kind of take those two these two movies and these two those two premises because they've kind of zombie did it first this one's kind of ripping zombie yeah but kind of could see one was done way better than the other oh yeah and is that is that budget constraints is that just talent they're able they had zombie Volchi had the time to fucking whip that whole the script story got whipped up well and it was fucking gone over and they were able to make sure everything was dialed in and laid out how it should and everything was good whereas uh, Matei just kind of have shit to work with and they kind of thrown together haphazardly and just kind of shoot what you can yeah maybe, my, maybe it gets the point across maybe it doesn't get the point across I, my, my uh, understanding the way I look at it honestly is that Fulci's cinematography and Fulci's straight up just otherworldly magic that he puts into his movies he doesn't need to show in detail how, why, what, or where you just know that that's what's happening that's why you can roll credits before a zombie actually reaches the streets of New York to know it's the fucking end of the world I'm These not liking with, with the budget restraints. I think are just like let's go there. Let's well, actually also, I'm, show I'm, what it would look like for to get attacked on a park bench and shit. Like I'm thinking, it's also uh, it's talent of the screenwriter. I can't remember who I'm blanking on who did Zombie. He did like a lot of Fulci movies, but that was pure fire talent. Ian McClellan? No screenwriter. The oh, screenwriter. Oh, that was just pure. I'm blanking on his name. Fucking pure skill. And he wrote a lot of his fucking a lot of Fulci's bangers a lot of non-Fulci yeah. bangers as well like just a lot of Italian amazing fucking movies so I think in that regard it's just fucking skill there the talent that's there yeah and Matei and fucking Fergazzi didn't Fergazzo uh, didn't have that they, they're kind of like working with whatever scripts they had fucking whatever it is I mean it yeah but it kind of, I mean, as much of a mess as it is, and by the way, just before, like, within the last year, I don't know what it is, but I'm paying more attention to cinematography. Mm-hmm. Just, like, a closer attention. It was Night School that did that. Almost where you could take a fucking subpar movie, but with good cinematography, you can kind of hold it into something that, if you pay attention to that kind of stuff, yeah. it's like, you know... Um, Oh, yeah, you can take a fucking, like, just average film and have a fucking master of cinematography, and it just kind of lifts and elevates that fucking movie. Yes, I think Night School was a very subpar, run-of-the-mill slasher that just looked incredible, and it's appealing. It's like, 
Uh, it's like uh, the eye candy for fucking someone that like appreciates color schemes and the cinematography really helps play into the fact that that movie is viewed as one of you know a small handful of legit American shallows. Yeah, for sure. And the cinematography has a big hand in that. I think. Yeah, it's very classy the way it's shot. It's just the movie falls short as, as being any type of original or like standout. It kind of like gets meshed in with that. Yeah, the early eighties slashers, but it, it because of the way it's shot and because of the little nuances in there, it can be fit into a Jello kind of thing. And that episode, I actually had a lot of fun doing that because that was when I first started paying attention to cinematography. Like that dude was. So you take a guy that's on his way out, never making movies again. It was like his last movie. And he never did anything like this before. But then you take a pure fire upstart fucking cinematographer and I, it's a watchable movie. It's great. Uh, that that uh, Sergio Salvati for fucking Zombie 2. Zombie? Yep. Okay. Yeah, like it's just... He's like one of the first names when the credits roll in the beginning after they say the Pope can leave. It's, it's like talent, dude. Yeah. Straight fucking talent. Well, think about the way the Fulci movies are shot, man. And it's just yeah. and it's just Italian movies in general. Argento's movies are shot maybe, but like Fulci's like leans heavy on gore and heavy on like man, that's what it looks like when your eye gets fucking ripped out with a splinter or whatever. And those fucking intense zoom ins, like totally like pin in his style. Yeah, almost all like pretty much all his movies have that like a very fucking intense zoom frame, and then you know whatever the scene, but. Yeah, you know, that shit adds like that. That small little thing just adds to it. Yeah, uh, and and just a little off subject with like that. Tenebrae is my favorite Argento film because it's shot like a Fulci movie with the close-ups and the fucking maniacal stuffing fucking pages of a book down a chick's throat and just then you get the colors in an Argento movie. And the star powers there, so I just want to throw that out there while we're on, like, because this is a this is an Italian film for the most part, but like, yeah. With all that being said, all the movies we just named off are like very fucking heavy hitters and well known, great shot classic movies. This one falls into its own category to me because it looks unappealing. The dubbing is very unappealing. The story's there. The plot is not that bad. There's a lot, I mean, it's got a lot going for it. Um, it's, it's not so, the it's not the best it's not the best made. Um, you can yeah. tell there's limit. They were they were working with some limitations. Uh, yeah. And I think it would have been better off if they would have just cut out the fucking. Cause what is it? It's almost a two hour. It's about a two hour movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty lengthy for. Uh, if they cut out all the uh, fucking which. I get why they, they they wanted to have the whole New Guinea thing and they needed to have the fucking tribes, so they used the the stock footage they had of the tribes and the funerals of the tribes that they had. Yeah. They would have got rid of all that stock footage and just worked with what they had. I think it would have made it a better movie. Yeah. The fact that it's actually shot in New Guinea is pretty fucking cool. It's not. I read that it was. No. Shot in uh, Barcelona. Spain. Gotcha. They wanted to shoot it but they didn't have the budget to go. That's why they used that might fucking, have been um, stock footage of all the tribes and a lot of it I think was like the, the funeral which kind of worked because they were they kind of played that in the movie gotcha yeah yeah with all the people dying and then they were doing the celebration of the funerals and that's when everybody came back to life yeah okay and then they do a bunch of fucking stock footage of like just animals just something like fucking stock footage like birds and the whole like armless squirrel thing fucking hopping around yeah 
and there's some actual animals killing each other kind of thing, which was like big. Yeah. But it was like, we're not going to actually have someone um, destroying a turtle for real. But we're going to show a snake straight up swallow a mouse or something. You know, like, <laughs> which is just some shit you'd see on Animal Planet 92. You know, like, actual lions hopping on lions and eating them. Like, my mom used to watch that shit when I was a kid. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it's always like some Steve Irwin, Aussie-accented uh, guy, like, and now he bounces on. And it's like in slow-mo, and you're like, oh, my God, it's like intestines and shit. But those, like early cannibal films they had to show some kind of animal getting fucked up somehow it's like yeah that that was like a that was a thing like I don't know man like I just feel like you can have a you can make a low budget film and it'll be fine like with this one they could have cut out all that stock footage yeah and it would have left it as just another low budget film but as soon as you add the stock footage in it, it makes it even more low budget appealing and a little distracting what is it the fucking what is that movie that I I mean I I Dog on it a lot. Was it prey? Yeah. Where it's like so much nature of ants just walking on. Realistically, about fifteen to twenty minutes are peppered throughout fifteen yeah. full. Yeah. To twenty full minutes of an hour and a half film. A quarter of it is just butterflies on trees, like you're watching. Like, cut out all show. that shit. Make it an hour and ten minute movie, and I'd probably like it better and have more respect for it, even if I didn't like it. I'd be like, yeah, it's alright. You know what's funny about Fuck that? Me, man. That was the only praise that movie got was the beautiful nature shots. <laughs> Everyone was like, was like oh, those Honestly, great. there's not much to that movie to, to, no. to like. No, and that's why they filled it with that. But that, that's like this. Like, it's good, and it's, the, the scenes aren't horrible. Like, they did kind of an okay job of trying to make it blend. But you can kind of tell, like, okay, that's stock footage. These oh, fucking yeah. animals, that's just weird stock footage they're cutting to. Like an, they're driving in a Jeep, and they cut to the fucking, like, rabbit squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> How many times they show the fucking bird diving into the fucking water? Oh, ah, man. Yeah. But I think that they could have cut that and it would have brought it down to instead of like two hours, it would have been like an hour 40. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm stretching it. There's no way there's 20 minutes. You don't realize it's almost like um, The Dead Next Door is a lengthy fucking movie. You don't realize it until you're like, man, this fucking thing's been on forever. Like, which isn't a bad thing for that. For the Dead Next Door, I could watch for forever. But this one, it's kind of like, man, you can only watch so much uh, of a smeared color palette. (laughs) (laughs) And just the worst, uh, what's supposed to be alpha male talk uh, with the soldiers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to be, like, uh, chopping it up about, like, you know, talking about women and, like, being dudes and, like... But it's so fucking bad, and I don't even think that what they actually was said in the script was what was dubbed over. Yeah. Like, uh, what, yeah, just say something along the lines of. What's like, the fucking? Uh, it's basically right at the beginning of the movie where they're going and checking everything. He says like, oh, he's talking about the the, the girl scientist or whatever. He's like, oh, her ideas are blah blah blah. Yeah, would be with an ass like that. Well, I'm more of a tit man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's like it doesn't it's even like, line up. It's what? not even fucking like. Oh yeah, it's so stupid, dude. Like the like oh, soldiers man. in Zombie Three were pretty bad too. Oh my, the dubbing when they're like chasing the chicks down in the van. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. got to be. Oh, I think I'm in love. And it's like, dude, he clearly did not say that. If you read his lips, he said some fucking horrible shit. <laughs> or one of those dudes said something, and I fucking actually read his lips one day, and I'm like, he fucking did not say what just was dubbed over. <laughs> well, this thing, a lot of Italian movies, like, dubbing was just how you did it. Yeah. So they would just have. 
the movie would be shot you, you, they would have like British actors American actors Italian actors and you would just say your lines in whatever fucking language you spoke right and you would have to pick up on cues of people that it was your line and they whatever because they were going to redub them anyway the issue <laughs> where it got to shit like that was I think the, the quality of the, the well the quality of the production and the, the money involved in the production how good are they going to get this shit fucking dubbed how good was the fucking script to begin with how, or, how good is the Blue Bloods English accent like American English not like <laughs> tea and scrumpets English Hey, on that subject of dubbing, do you know who's dubbed a ton of movies and gets very little credit for it? Jackie Chan? 100 years of chopping bricks and karate kicks. No, the chick from Demons. The chick from Demons, uh, sitting next to, like, the pimp guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, she has. Yes. She can speak, like, fucking 13 languages, and for a while, after, like, her act actual acting career kind of veered off she just did dubbing and like made a living on that and been doing dubbing in like foreign films for fucking 30 years I missed my chance of meeting her I think I missed the Cinema Wasteland there she was there Demons. yeah oh wow fucking art editor fucking posted uh, pictures of it and it was like years ago and I was like dude I think that was like one that I missed or it was like the year before I really started going oh yeah yeah motherfucker yeah, I did not know that. It's like cool things you pick up along the way when you get a fan of horror and shit. You would never think that because it's not really a known thing. And yeah. then you pick up a tidbit of information, you're like, holy shit, that's kind of cool. Like, So, yeah, that's cool that you knew that, though. I thought I was like onto some fucking new underground shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, let's, uh, what about, okay, so this movie had ideas and plots and fucking scripts and scripts they wanted to do but fucking production chose a different script yada 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 well one of the ideas we already talked about how you know an undead epic kind of like apocalypse now but one of the ideas was they wanted it to be which is kind of it kind of works out for this a little bit a third world nation made up entirely of zombies and that was what the army was going to have to come in and fight so think of like a third world country just overrun Trained zombies? Just no, it's like a third world country just overrun in zombies. Oh. And the army had to, going to have to come in and fucking Rat fight. eradicate it, basically. Yeah. That was like one of the ideas that I think um, Fergazzo wanted. I'm thinking a third world country full of bums that can operate guns and. See. Like a civilization I'm gonna, of undead see, people. I initially was going <laughs> to say that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But then I started thinking of Dead Snow, where they're quote unquote zombies, but they're giving like. Strategic commands and they're fucking fist fighting like I've never seen going fistica. I fucking hate that movie. I fucking hate that movie. God, I hate that movie. Tony wouldn't shut the fuck up about Dude, it. Dude, Tony loves that movie. That Cockneys versus Zombies. If I heard either one of them mentioned in a fucking sentence again, I wanted to. Okay, if you want Tony to like a movie, make it British. Make it an action movie. Throw in zombies. That's his wheelhouse. It's so like Crank meets Shaun of the Dead. See, the so, thing is, I love Shaun of the Dead. I will, I, I will defend the fuck out of that movie. I, I love that movie. It's okay. I know why people hail it. It's like it's a good movie, but for my, I feel that the, that it's okay. To they me. don't with that movie. They don't go too fucking like on the nose, like sticky with it. Like the yeah. comedy, just kind of like British dry humor for the most part. They do the nods to fucking like 
uh, Romero. Like, they even like throwing in like coming to get you, Barbara. Fucking like oh all, yeah, like they throw in all these fucking. They pay homage things. to the classics, but in a "Are you being served?" kind of way. Yeah, like, that's. Uh, I think that's why I like it. And oh, then you yeah. see, and you, then you see the the horror comedies that came out after that, and it's like Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, your zombie lands and shit. Like Zombie Land's like it's an okay movie for what it is. I, honestly, I like Zombie Land better than Sean. I know it's probably an un- unpopular opinion. No, I, I, I guarantee there's a lot of people who agree with you on that one. But Bill Murray and fucking Woody Harrelson, I'm a huge Cheers fan. We all know where I stand with Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, fucking Bill Murray showing up. In the- I love Twinkies. They didn't even know they were gonna. They didn't know they were gonna get Bill Murray for that. Yeah, the whole thing because the whole thing. I think I think almost every movie Bill Murray's been on, it's the same story. Well, he said he'd agree to it, but then we didn't know. We never heard anything, and then he just showed up on set one day. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I was gonna say when you were like, they didn't know if they were gonna get him. I don't think when he did Stripes, they knew they were gonna get him. And that's one of his biggest movies. They're like Ghostbusters. He just waltzed on set, like, yeah, we're shooting today, right? Like that was another just... one where they were like, they, he agreed to it, then they never heard anything from. Him. They're like, dude, we start shooting like today. They like, he's supposed to be here, and then all of a sudden he just shows up on set, like. What's up, guys? Yeah. And they, they were like, dude, we got to get... What's John Candy working on right now? Like, get someone in here that's, like, known and funny. Dude, that's... Uh, I don't know, I don't know the, the, how true this is, but I've read it for years. And I think by now I would, I would assume I would have seen if it was not true. But it's... It, I don't know. This sounds too ridiculous. So, he was in the Garfield movie. I've heard. The first Garfield movie that came out. From what I've read, take that for what it is, he it was directed by so-and-so, whatever the fuck his name is, Cohen. He agreed to do it because when you hear the name who's directing it, Cohen, he thought it was one of the Cohen brothers. So he's like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, like the something about Mary Cohen's. And it wasn't fucking the Cohen brothers. It was just this other dude who happened to have the name Cohen. I can't remember his fucking name. Yeah, but would there be a better Garfield than Bill Murray? No. no. See, that's why I'm like wondering if that was like a, just a bullshit thing because I'm like, dude, he fits that. Fu- he fits it absolutely. Uh, if you say Heathcliff, fuck off. We're talking Garfield here. That's Bill Murray. All See, day. don't even fuck it. No, dude, I'm drawing a line in the sand here. Don't fuck with Heathcliff. I love Heathcliff, but Bill Murray couldn't be fucking Heathcliff. Well, no, he can't. No, like. Harold Ramis would have been Heathcliff. You know what? I'm actually kind of I'm no, not Dan Aykroyd. No, I'm a little perturbed. Rick Moranis would have been Heathcliff. Why isn't he? Why isn't there a Heathcliff movie? Heathcliff, Heathcliff, he's the one. Heathcliff, Heathcliff, number one. Do you remember that shit? That was killer. There needs to be a fucking Heathcliff movie. There needs to be Heathcliff, Heathcliff resurgence. I used to watch the cartoon, man, and yeah. I could not even put it in the same category with Garfield, but Heathcliff was cool. I guess. But Garfield and Yodi? What What's the dog's name? Is it? Odie. Odie. I was going to say, I don't think Yodi's right. Dude, okay, so. Odie. Garfield thinks there's a. Uh, I can't remember the name of it because it's been so fucking long since I've seen them. But it's basically Garfield comics with, like, certain things missing, which make them just fucking bizarre. And, like, hmm. I'd love them. I can't remember what the fuck they're called. Is it, like, Garfield or John without Garfield or something, something like that? It's like, it's even got like the praise of the actual like, creator of Garfield. God, yeah. Dude, my grandma was obsessed with Garfield, dude. And she made a hell of a lasagna, and I think that made, was on purpose. <laughs> but she, seriously, I'm not even trying to be fucking funny, even though it is. My grandma made the best lasagna I've ever had, and she had every knickknack Garfield thing. I don't know what she connected with that fucking 
She had the suction cup doll on her fucking in her car. She had the fucking knickknacks. She had the little. Did she have like an I Hate Monday shirt? So all those like grandma shirts, like dude, I you know what I mean? Uh, I yeah, I hate Mondays and it's Garfield just like laying there all fucking lazy and shit. Like, <laughs> she had the magnets all over her fridge and shit. Yeah, and we, I used to watch Garfield with her. She would laugh her ass off. And they used to have comics in the Sunday. Uh, oh yeah, the little Garfield shorts and shit. Mm-hmm. And he's always fucking with Odie because he was dumb as a box of rocks. And John was clueless. So Garfield's like lazy and eats a fucking lasagna every day and is smarter than everybody. Like, <laughs> and just roast him like Vince Vaughn or Bill Murray. Like, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, so we didn't touch on this yet. The names. Yeah. Dude, I know. Okay, this, this isn't the most. There's. Take that time frame, take fucking Italian movies. I guarantee there's ones that have way more that I just can't think of offhand. I was, I meant to kind of research that before this because this is just a dumb amount. But I'm sure this isn't the highest. Can I name just the three that I. I'm going to. You, you name the three that you know and I'll mark them off. Do that. Okay, I'm going to name off. Obviously, Hell of the Living Dead. Yes. Obviously, Night of the Zombies. Yes. Obviously, Virus. Yes. Now, before you name off the other 36, <laughs> I'm going to say that I am... What's my favorite movie of all time? Night of the Living Dead. Hell of the Living Dead, Night of the Zombies. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and you ripped off Dawn of the Dead. Different That's countries. almost as bad as Temple of the Fuzz Witch. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just fucking... Uh, uh, yeah, what do you got? Uh, it's like when, when everyone started doing the, the cran orange and the cran grape and the cran chops and the like, hey, cranberry man. Is this weird? Okay, this is weird because I hear, okay, so I hear things like that, like Temple of the Fuzz Witch. You're like, Jesus Christ, dude. Okay, Temple of the Void, S Witch, fucking. Yeah, Electric Wizard. Like, okay, you're, okay, I get it. Um, but on the other side of that coin, Love Discharge. Then there's Disclose. Then there's every other disc band that yeah. uses every that uses the same fucking Discharge font. And to me, I'm still like, I'll check that out. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's like this weird thing where it's in some regard, I'm like, dude, like a little too on the nose. But in the other exact opposite end of that, I'm just like, fuck yeah, man. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know where the d- dividing line is, but there's certain things where I'm like. Totally ripping something off, cool, because it's kind of like paying homage to, homage to it. And then the other side, I'm like, totally ripping something off, dude, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm that way, too, but it's just kind of like, yeah, I know what you're saying. And, and I still haven't heard Temple of the Fuzz Bitch. I heard that. Honestly, they are not bad. I heard they're pretty good, actually. I it's think just the name is just like, really? like. Well, I think it was, they're a Michigan band, and it, it maybe, in my eyes, it was ripping off two other Michigan bands. <laughs> Just the name. Taking like inspiration from their name. It's it's like it'd be like if Rob Zombie wasn't Rob Zombie and he released Electric Warlock Acid Witch. God, and he lived in Michigan. To, yeah, what a fuck like stick. And it's already clear that you you're ripping off Acid Witch and Electric Wizard for your fucking album title. <laughs> <laughs> you just do Warlock in there to fucking like well, I mean, Electric Wizard's bigger band. He can't. He was probably not wanting to roll the dice on ripping off Electric Wizard. Could you imagine? So if he did Electric Warlock. Electric Wizard Acid Witch. 
So, so but, but, but Acid Witch is a smaller band, so we could <laughs> yeah. fucking fuck with oh, him yeah. all day. Lecoq has a song called Acid Witch, and I think that automatically turned off, like, I know that I've spoken to some people that I hold in high regards, talent-wise and friend-wise, mm-hmm. that are like, off a joke, that band sucks. And uh, I kind of think it's because one of their songs is blatantly called Acid Witch. I don't know if it was done on purpose. They're from Virginia, Acid Witch is from Detroit. Whatever. Okay, well, when did that when did that album come out that had that song? Ten. Yeah. So we're talking same year stoned and it would have been after Witch Tannic. Like But the two music styles are kind of just way different though. But there's I mean, okay, I'm gonna say there's no fucking way that they put those two words together. Granted, Doom, it's all about witches and fucking acid and drugs and fucking wizards and mountains and goats. Yeah. But I don't I I'm not calling coincidence. I think, I think that, that's I, the way I, it was taken, yeah. Well, I'm thinking it was they heard of Acid Witch, but at that time they weren't what they are now. So they're like, well, yeah, that's fucking killer, man. Let's use that for a song. And then Acid Witch blew up. Yeah, Rob Zombie did the same thing. Well, we're on the, Rob Zombie did this stuff. So shout out, to the, um, shout out to the boys in Acid Witch. Keep up the good work. No shit. I'm waiting for, uh, waiting for that. Halloween release that I'm hearing about. Mm, we're almost uh, we're almost into dead leaves and hoodie weather, dude. And acid witch season. If you leave, <laughs> if you leave, if you leave a bag of fucking pot and a few Miller highlights under your pillow, the acid witch will come on Devil's Night and leave you some fucking. Seven-inch singles. <laughs> no, dude, I'm I'm excited and uh, I've been doing a lot of slasher Dave lately, honestly. Yeah. And then we uh, agreed to do this movie, and I, I listened to the new the the cannibal uh, the new cannibal gods uh, both yeah. both of those, which mm-hmm. I, I I always go to the classics with slasher Dave, but I I've, I've been veering out a little bit and. Uh, Hell yeah! I listened to the Cannibal Death Gods when it, when both when they first were released, and then just I, it's almost like I just really really listen to that stuff around Halloween October time. It's like mm-hmm. Slasher Dave's what I carve pumpkins every year now listening to Slasher Dave. I've been starting to because I used to listen to a lot of stuff you see around. I've been starting to I mean listening and watching, but I've been starting to uh, stuff that has a real like fall Halloween feel to it. Yeah. I've been trying to just not because it started like losing its fucking when I was younger and even when that like Acid Witch and Slash of first came out it was dude I fucking definitely got that fucking fall feel. We definitely got the Halloween feel and it was definitely something you always had that. We if you fucking cycle through that shit on a regular, it kinda loses that. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta show it. So it's like dude I haven't been watching Halloween like Halloween franchise. I haven't been watching any anything Halloween related. Fucking haven't really been listening to Acid Witch that much. Like all the shit that I like look at as like fall Halloween related shit. I've been trying to just not fucking delve into it. Yeah. Until it's not ninety and hot as balls here. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. So I can just fucking turn off the AC, crank open the windows. Fucking leaves are blowing through. It's nice and crispy outside. First five minutes of Halloween 4. Yeah, if I can just watch the intro of Halloween 4 and repeat. Oh, God. It's a <laughs> beautiful thing, man. I See, now, this year I'm doing a little different with that. I decided not to watch any of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. 
I have been peppering it. I watched Halloween 3 like yesterday or the day before. I put in 4, I put in 5. Not the original. I think I'm, a, I'm not going to watch the original until like deep, deep into October. I mean, that's got to be. Yeah. That and 2. I haven't watched 2 either. So like 1 and 2 is like the hot, you know what I mean, to me. Um, but yeah, I figured this year I would do a, a, nightmare, a nightmare at Elm Street Marathon, like 1 through 6. Maybe even New Nightmare, I don't know. I don't think I've watched Nightmare on Elm Street anything since we've had Slasher Day on, honestly. I have, because my friend Anne, that's like her favorite. So she would always be like, put on Dream Warriors, put on Dream Child. I'm like, cool. I, I'll never say that that's not cool. I'll never say no. I will never say no. Before we move on, I should probably finish doing what we were about to do. Do it up. Yep, let's do it. <laughs> Roll in those so, we got, so, so back on track, we got Hell of the Living Dead, Night of the Zombies, and Virus. I'm drinking a little, cracking a little too many cans. Oh, there's we a, forgot what we were doing. There's another one that I go by, but I'm going to let you, and I'm sure you know what it is. I don't know. It's a zombie creepy flesh. I got, yeah, I was going to say, I got a few written, because I didn't want to forget anything. Yeah. So, yeah, so the three you said... Hell of, the, Hell of the Living Dead virus and Night of the Zombies. There's also Zombie Inferno, Hell of the Living Death, Virus Cannibal, Apocalypsis Cannibal, and the Zombie Creeping Flesh. There's, I think this was given it given to it as like uh, when it got released as a bootleg, when it got booted around, and I think they gave it this title because of the fact that it was ripping on Dawn of the Dead so much. Dusk of the Dead. Oh, good God. Which, fucking honestly, Loki, probably one of my favorite titles. And if I could find a boot of it under that title, I would buy it in fucking heartbeat, man. And then also, so there's Zombie, and then there's Zombie with an eye. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of just like, I honestly, I don't even think I have that in straight in my head, the difference between those two. But at one point, this was considered Zombie with an eye for. Yeah, that's when that. Dude, me and you refuse to go down that. I know. I don't. I Zombie four like me is virgin among the living. Dead. I don't feel like writing a goddamn doctoral thesis. Yeah. About those that about everything under the zombie IE and the zombie I name. Yeah. I don't want to go down that road. I'm gonna look like fucking Charlie and it's always sunny. Yeah. Point to the fucking wall. With the with the fucking yarn, <laughs> fucking kid mittens. What the was that guy's name? <laughs> I got mail here <laughs> for so and so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're smoking a cigarette. And he fucking he doesn't shit. exist. He's connecting dots and shit. Yeah, like, yeah but here's he's an apparition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's what happens if you try to go down that road and try to connect those fucking like dots. The church is considered a zombie film. Yeah, in a, in a franchise that. It's not a part Everything's of- considered a goddamn zombie <laughs> film. I think if it came out, if it was a, an Italian film that had zombies in some way associated with it, at somewhere down the fucking timeline, it got zombies something attached to it. Just to put asses in seats, get yeah. people to buy fucking shit. Yeah. So it's a, it's a fucking clusterfuck. An ass every 18 inches. Fuck. So what you need to do is you need to dig up some of that old manor video magic and make a fucking bootleg tape. Zombie Four, Dusk of the Dead, <laughs> <laughs> with like with like. Uh, let me see here. I don't know what artwork would you use on that. Like, if it's boot, you can use anything. So you really got to reach. 
You really gotta reach. If I was legit going to do something like that, zombie four dusk of the dead. Uh, and just use the artwork from children shouldn't play with dead things or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, like just I would take artwork from this, but that would make it look like the dawn of the dead artwork, or like the head coming up, like it's rising, like the sun rising. Oh, that one, like dawn of the dead. Fired. And they just have it maybe a little bit lower on the horizon. So instead of seeing like three quarters of his head, you would see like. Oh, the day of the dead with maybe the sun. Just, no, like the the dawn of the dead with artwork the, where repeating. it's the head. And it's like the lines, and yeah, you yeah, yeah. see the top of the head, and that's all you fucking see. Like that, but uh, the head would be a little bit lower on the horizon line, because it's dusk. It's not oh, dark. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, would, you would just see maybe, like, part of his eyes and the top of the head. Like, whatever whatever the zombie is they use on the cover right now, just take that zombie and make it just a little bit lower. <laughs> but then you gotta give him the Kilroy, like, fingers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> But it's his nose is coming brown hands. And his shit. nose is coming over the fucking horizon line. <laughs> yeah, fuck, that. man. <laughs> yeah, I got all these ideas burning in my skull. Catch us at a convention. We're gonna be handing out bootleg copies of Zombie Four: Dusk of the Dead. <laughs> so fucking out of hand, dude. Oh, you mean Virgin Among the Living Dead? Okay, he's cut off. Get him out. Of here. <laughs> Uh, did you name them all off? That was that was the majority. I'm going to go with yes. Yeah, I mean, I've heard some, a few of those. I, I really actually... Dude, there's some that I left off just because they were... Um, I didn't want to translate them. Yeah, yeah. And you know me when it comes to reading. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just, I suck at that. I do, too. What's the uh, Eaten Alive, uh, the cannibal Eaten Alive? It's Viva... I can't even remember. Yeah, it's something. Yeah. But it's well known as the other one. Yeah. Which is also slave to the cannibal god. You know, it's like... I'm one of those people where if I don't hear it actually said, I'd probably pronounce it wrong. I always go with the American title. Like Even just, if it's like, pronounced just, normal in it. Just, shit, even English words. If it's an English word that I've only ever seen in print... <laughs> Scrumtralescent. <laughs> There's a chance I fucking mispronounced that word. Yeah, I can sum that film up in one word. Crumbelievable. <laughs> uh, you know what? And that's I always go with the American title of any movie. I've always been that way since the beginning. And it's not even trying to be like special or anything. It's just buried alive. Is like beyond the darkness is buried alive. Uh, the gates of hell is. City of the Living Dead. I call it the Gates of Hell. This one, though, Hell of the Living Dead. Yeah. But I have the Night of the Zombies, which I think a lot of people kind of just know it as Night of the Zombies here. I think that was the big... I think this was a movie that, for the longest time, I would get it confused with, like, if i seen it or if I hadn't seen it, because of all the fucking names. I was like, okay, that's also known as something... Yeah. And I've noticed in the past fucking five years, like, I used to know, like, all the fucking alternate titles for like all like a lot of these fucking mm -hmm. movies I just knew them and now I just it, I'm slipping I don't fucking know shit yeah I call zombie zombie too I just say zombie I just seriously just say zombie yeah but man I say if one more person says anything about the fucking cranberries or <laughs> some other dumb shit I've had that happen I was gonna I'm, say like, we, I'm a big fan of zombie like I like the cranberries Someone we, were, we were all in different circles man so I, yeah, I well, no, never just, ever like, gotten that I have I have I'm not interested I honestly just hate the conversations the, I guess it's on the opposite side of 
yeah, I like zombie. Oh, you mean zombie two? Because Dawn of the I Dead. I never was, was known, like that. Dawn of the Dead was known as zombie. That's why it's called zombie two. Yes, I know. Yeah, I don't. You know what the fuck I'm talking about, man? Yeah. In the United States, zombie two was known as zombie because Dawn of the Dead was fucking Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. But see, my thing was, I mean, like, like Walking Dead became. To me, I hated saying the word zombie. I'm very weird about that. I don't even know why. It's not even a big deal. I called Zombie Zombie 2 because the people that I want to have a conversation with about that movie are just going to know what I'm talking about, and people that don't know are going to be like, not knowing what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, yeah, you know, Zombie 2 with no E at the end? It's not trying to be fucking, like, cute about it. It's, I hated The Walking Dead. I know people liked it. I started off liking it and shit, but I just lost interest, I guess, whatever. And then... But Night of the Living Dead is the greatest fucking film I've ever seen in my life. So the word zombie, when I start seeing Subway shirts that say, like, zombie eat flesh and, like, the zombie becomes marketable and shit, I'm like, man, really? Come on, man. I mean, it's cool to have a show like Walking Dead and whatever, but we're, we're, we're losing track of that Romero classic that came out in 68 that's just unbelievably fucking... I, I, I hold that to a standard that just cannot be reached and, like... Zombie became a bad word for me, man. No, uh, yeah, when Snyder did, uh, Dawn of the Dead, that started killing it. I, yeah. Uh, but the remake that, fucking just started killing it. And then Zombie 2 was a derivative of that, and I just called it Zombie 2, and the first copy I had was Zombie 2. That fucking E-D-D-E fucking slip. Mm-hmm. That was the first one I owned was Zombie 2, and I just, the first, like, Gates of Hell, City of Living Dead, fucking... Buried alive, like I don't know. I just like whatever. I mean, it is what it is, man. But I always just call it zombie too. I don't know why, but yeah. Dude, when it comes to movies that have like all like multiple titles and like some are in English, some are not, whatever. I just honestly call it either by the one I see the most or first became aware of, or if it's one that just has multiples and it seems like they're all fucking just used at the same degree. I just kind of pick the one I like the most. Right. See, I, I, you. Some people might say that me saying Zombie Two is kind of pretentious or something. No, no. I mean, I pretentious get it. is calling absurd Zombie Six the Monster Hunter. Okay, you're just <laughs> fucking being obnoxious. Now, the copy I have is Zombie Six Monster Hunter, but the fucking movie's absurd. Okay, I have absurd. The slip just happens to say Zombie Six See, here's the Monster thing, Hunter. Here's the thing with that shit. Here's, Fuck the, off. here's the thing with that shit, though, man. Because they put so many fucking movies under that t- under the zombie title because they were trying to just bank off of that. Yeah. That you're going to come across people who only know it as that and don't know that it was absurd. And they also don't know it was Monster Hunter. Yeah. So like. I don't look at that as them being pretentious when they do shit like that. Certain shit like that is just they just they probably only seen under that title and didn't realize that it's a yeah. totally different. So thing. if someone's at my but house, I feel like the whole zombie zombie two thing. No, you're saying it because you're trying to one up me on knowledge. And clearly, if I'm saying I like zombie and we're having this conversation, I know it's fucking called zombie two, but it's also called zombie. Yeah. Well, if you said that to me, like, dude, zombie, I know what you're talking about. And honestly, if I'm at a convention, I say zombie too. If we're it's in fucking okay, to... if we're in fucking the United States, we're not in Italy. We're in the United States. There was no zombie one outside of zombie. So right. what? What is it getting confused with? Nothing. No, yeah. If we were in like Italy and we say zombie, they're gonna be like, "Well, what the fuck are you talking about? Like Dawn of the Dead? Talking about fuck? What?" We... There's like the confusion there because it got released 
Dawn of the Dead got released under zombie there. Yeah. But here, it fucking didn't. No movie got released under the title zombie besides fucking zombie. Fulci zombie too. So there's no fucking confusion because you're goddamn American and you were born here. <laughs> oh, God. Well, hey, I still call it Anthropophagus. I don't call it the Grim Reaper. And I believe Grim Reaper was the American fucking title for it, right? I believe it was, but it was also cut. It was more cut. It was. Yeah, there's no uncut VHS for it. Mm-hmm. It's just the Grim Reaper. Under Grim Reaper, there's no. Grim yeah. Reaper is cut as fuck. Cut as fuck. I, I call it Anthropophagus, man. So do I. Now, what the fuck? You say that just. I call I call it absurd Anthropophagus, too. I think when I talk about it most, I just say Anthropophagus, too. So you too. call, so you call it absurd Anthropophagus, too. Here we go, man. And I, I call Zombie Zombie, too. And I'm the <laughs> cocksucker here. I'm the fucking pinky up teacup fucking. Hey, whoa. man. <laughs> I didn't say do as I, I, I didn't say do as I do. I didn't even say do as I say. I didn't say shit. I just said what I feel about Zombie and Zombie, too. Just don't fuck with me. Don't tread on me. Don't don't fuck with me. Shot or whiskey. <laughs> don't tread on me, man. Don't tread on me, man. God, I hate that I know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, okay, I just before we move on, um, Fra- Fragasso, two movies that uh, I just wanted to point out. Troll Two. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Monster Dog, starring Alice Cooper. Yep. Uh, which I did see when I was a, my mom rented that, and I knew who Alice Cooper was because I probably told stories about him giving me nightmares mm-hmm. and the fact that he did the Vincent Price thing with the Muppets in the 80s on PBS was really cool mm-hmm. Bruno Mattei did Zombie 3 and I'm a huge fan of that movie which echoes throughout this movie yeah. I think Zombie 3 and Hell of the Living Dead had a fucking you know what I mean I think uh, Zombie 3 was what they intended to do because even though it's a clusterfuck with directors and screenwriters and everything else, the finished product is actually a pretty palatable, good sequel to or concept of this. I think Zombie 3 was them being like, well, we have probably a little bit more money, and yeah. now we're taking over for Fulci. Let's just kind of do what we were doing and wanted to do with Zombie with um, this movie. Yes. And do it for Zombie 3. Yes. Same dudes. Yeah. It's the same oh, yeah, dudes. Yeah. But, like, Fulci's involved. And they were at the, in eighty. They were trying to rip rip it off, just to rip it off. That whole yeah. Eighty eight. I think they're like, I think we got a few more bucks in our pocket, and we're working with Fulci. We want to make like a quality film, and they did the best they could because Fulci was sick as fuck. And then one guy's like, you know what? I'm not going to come in. Whatever you do is going to be fine. I'll be in tomorrow. And then like the finished product is like way different looking shots, way different looking, but at the end, I love that movie. I love Zombie 3. I've always been yeah. a huge fucking fan, dude. Like, that's about where I stop, because then we get into killing birds and some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Zombie 4 is... Zombie 4 is worth it. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, and then there was a... Uh, there was a Zombie 5, correct? What was that? After Death? Death Zombie 4, After Death. Zombie 5 is killing birds. I like the killing birds one. After Death, I don't think I've ever really fucked with. That's part four. Okay. I've, I've seen the Killing Birds one, and I do like that. But I used to get it confused with Zombie 3 because of the birds. There is the, the fucking bird scene yeah. in Zombie 3, yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, the birds. Okay, yeah. You went back when I didn't know what the fuck, and then, like, all of a sudden, I'm, like, watching Zombie 6, and it's absurd. Dude, when you fucking... That, that <laughs> fucking weird time before, like... I don't even know if it'd be saying, like, before. But, like, the weird time when it was just, like, you would catch shit on TV. Yeah. And you don't 100% know what you're watching. You think it's this, but you don't 100% sure. And then you fucking years later start talking about it with somebody and you realize, like, you know, you're just confusing 
this scene was something else in this thing. Yeah. Dude, it's like this weird fucking clusterfuck where you don't know if you saw what you think you saw. Add into that that movies have like ten titles. Oh, what a wild <laughs> time, yeah. Well, like, not what a time to be alive, dude. I kind of wish... I want to go back to having to not know what you're watching when you turn on the TV channel on cable because they don't pop up. It just... You turn it on, you're watching something. You're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Anybody, do we do we subscribe to the TV guide in this house? Can yeah. I flip through and... No? Okay, cool. Because yeah. there was a the time... patience you, to sit through the five minutes to wait for the TV guide was, on the TV to I scroll I was about through. to say, there was a time before that channel existed. Yeah, true. Like, dude, it was just fucking... If you didn't have, like, the TV guide or whatever... Like, it was fucking... I mean, clearly, at that time, I was, like, a little kid. Yeah. So, that didn't affect me. But it was still, like, some weird-ass fucking shit. But our age as kids, it was that fucking TV guide channel. Oh. Like, dude, you, you, you're watching something on channel, like, 25, and it just clicked on to channel 60, and it ends at channel 99, and you're like, fuck! Yeah. You gotta wait <laughs> it goes so around. fucking slow. Yeah, then you gotta go through all pages. And then you dude. zone out. And then oh, when you come to, it's at channel 36, you missed it. Son of a bitch! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, it's almost like fucking uh, when dads miss local on the 8s by like 30 seconds. Yeah, you gotta wait for it to cycle back through, man. It's gonna be a bad day. What's the weather today? I don't know. I'll turn on the channel. We just missed local on the 8s. Yeah, 909. Wait 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, Dude, Blood Harvest. Yeah. I seen that movie with my buddy Chuck when I was... Seven years old, eight now, maybe I was about nine. I remember you got stoked when I showed you that. You fucking just nonchalant spit it out on your front porch. We're having a beer and shit. I'm like, man, there's this movie I've seen. I've been holding it in my mind for years, like since I was like 10 years old. And it really affected me. It was really fucked up. A dude in clown makeup had fucking people that he was like gutting in a barn somewhere. Like, oh, Blood Harvest, that's Tiny Tim. I'm like, like, Tiny Tim, like, ukulele, like, Roseanne, fucking Tiny Tim, and then my mind just fucking melted. I was like, I looked, I swear, the clown murders, um, every, I googled everything for years, like, what is the fucking, I, but I kept putting the clown in the fucking, I googled, like, clown and killer movie, clown killing people in barns, and for some reason it never came up, or Blood Harvest came up, and I didn't connect the two, because I'm expecting clown to be in the fucking, <clears throat> now... I put that movie on, it's on Tubi, and I fucking took me, and now I know the movie, I can find it, and I can Dude, watch it. Dude, there's a Last Draven episode of that. Is there? You should look it up, I think it should be. Like an OG one? From, no. Oh, like, no. Last Draven, not like Monster Bean or anything. Oh, like, okay, okay. Yeah, they did uh, last season, I think. With uh, Joe Bob commentary. Season two, yeah, so it's on, it should be on Shutter still. But, okay, so in terms of... You just Shutter, Yeah, you got you. In terms of movies that you're just fucking... It's killing you that you don't know what the fuck the name is because you can't look it up. Worst. I've been hanging on to one since I was 13. Is that the 40 bottles? Oh, my fucking God. Okay, I'm going to throw this out on here. <laughs> Maybe somebody will know what I'm talking about, and they can fucking... Try to figure it out for you. But I've I... tried so many fucking times. Yeah. Okay, well, for, the, 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 threw me off. Is okay, first off, I saw it on PBS. It was like 2 in the morning. <laughs> I was like 13 years old. <laughs> so when I turned it on, it was like already halfway through the movie. And it's like a teenage Asian couple, like it was like an Asian family. And it was like the teenage daughter, or maybe it was the son, and it was his girlfriend. I can't remember who was who. I think it was the daughter. But the, the boy who was her boyfriend has like a grisly leg wound, and it was all pixelated out, blurred out. 
And then she gets up and they're talking and she gets up and like squats down and pisses into a 40 bottle because she doesn't want to go out and let her parents know that he's there. Yeah. And then it leaves her room and it goes to, I think, the parents and it's like the dad kind of all like white shirt tie glasses yeah. the mom's like all wholesome and then it goes into the son's room and he's wearing like a cowboy hat on one of those rocking horses on springs like those kids horses oh yeah those death traps we used to have yeah it's like a horse on like fucking legs but it's it has a floating horse and you like rock on it yeah it's a floating horse and he's reading a playgirl magazine <laughs> That's a fucking party, dude. That's all I remember of this fucking movie that I saw when I was 13. I, Dude, I've been wanting to find this oh, movie. I looked for it for you to give you a receipt on Blood Harvest. I tried looking up so many times, dude. I do so much different fucking word salads of Google searches oh, yeah. to find this shit. Well, hopefully one day I can just spit it out and put it on just like you did with me with Blood Harvest. You just be like, oh no, that's Blood Harvest. That's Tiny Tim, and I'm like, there's fucking over 20 years of just cluelessness of not knowing. And it was on like at one in the morning on a Saturday in the summer in fucking fifth grade at Chuck's house on HBO. Like it, back then, there was no hit guide, and it tells you what movies on, just whatever was on. Exactly. What the fuck was on? And sometimes you'd see. We all know. HBO played fucking The Gate all the time, Beastmaster all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then late at night, you'd get your horror movies, but sometimes it'd be weird off like Shock of Dead or fucking, and you just, Terror Vision. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is, and you have to hope that it's on again and you catch it when they announce what it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> or a TV guide. Uh, but we, I, I don't know. My mom wasn't like that whole, dude, there's a fucking four Frank Sinatra variant TV guides. It's like, we didn't do that shit. It's just like, whatever's on TV. My dad, my dad got TV guide. My mom did I never really it. paid attention to it. I never flipped through it, but he always had it. It was where he sat and there was the TV guide and the table next to it with the remote next to that. Yeah. Or the remote, the remote right on top of it. Yeah, yeah. That was what he did. Yeah. But dude, I mean, yeah, it. I wish we had guide back then for the simple fact that I know what the fuck this movie was. Right. But at the same time, I like, I still think back on that. I still like, because you can't do that shit anymore. You can't just walk, like stumble on something like that and not know what the fuck it is and then be like, on a hunt. Yeah. It's almost impossible to yeah. do that. There's even a time when you go to the video store and you try to find a, the tape of what you think you saw. You're like, man, well, there was a clown. Yeah. Or there was a fucking dude with like a fucking weird mask. It wasn't Jason, it wasn't Freddy, it wasn't like, like, for instance, let's say Savage Weekend. You see the end of Savage Weekend, you don't know what the fuck it is, what it's called. Just some dude in a mask puts a chick on a table saw and you're like, you know what, I'm a fan, I need to rent this. But how the fuck would you know by the artwork on the box and then it's called Savage Weekend, mm -hmm. you know? But what you're seeing is phenomenal. And you may not ever figure out what that fucking movie is. On the flip side of that... Not knowing that you're going to turn the fucking TV on and the Goonies are going to be on. Yeah. And you're just, you're, you're hoping, when you turn the TV on, you're hoping there's something to watch. You don't turn the TV on to fucking be like, I'm, there's not, I don't care. Like, no, you're like, man, please let there be something on. No TV guide, no precursor, and then boom, Goonies just starts. You're like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> or like Mannequin would be like, dude, here we go. Absolutely. I'd be so fucking happy, man. Um, I remember Ghostbusters 2 was in heavy rotation 
Oh, yeah, it was. It played it all the time. It's crazy. All the time. It was on all the time. And I loved it. I'm like, fuck, it never got old, dude. So that was cool. But. Dude, I haven't had actual cable in a handful of years, but fucking Goonies is still on heavy fucking rotation. It is. Uh, another movie that was on all the time was fucking Howard the Duck, dude. Yes. It was on a lot. That dude. is how I, I love I still love that fucking too. movie, man. Absolutely. People man. dog the shit out of that fucking movie. I love it, man. That movie's amazing. Yeah. Where else are you going to get this weird fucking bestiality moment between the chick from fucking Back to the Future and a duck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't exist in cinema anymore, Yeah, it's man. a far cry from the enchantment under the sea. Uh... <laughs> and then we got uh, Andy Dufresne uh, in the movie, uh, also known as Tim Robbins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also got the fucking, like, Mystic uh... River. Yeah, but you know who else was also in Howard the Duck? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Principal. That fucking dude. He's like, always liked that guy. And then, like, he did the whole child fucking porn thing. I did not know that. Yeah. In real life. Um, yeah. God, that yeah. Sucks. Uh, that dude was in a lot of fucking movies back then. Like, he was... I'm trying to think off the top of my head what other movies he was in, but I remember um, Ferris Bueller was definitely the, the big one. <clears throat> Ferris Bueller, dude, his fucking role in Howard the Duck, the scene of him, I think he's, uh, it's been years since I've seen that movie, but he's in the diner. He's after he got, like, fucking possessed or taken over or whatever. Oh, yeah. That fucking scene's gold. Yeah, he's in a lot of shit, man, that I've seen. And he plays pretty much the same role. What's the score? Nothing, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Who's winning? The Bears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Cubs game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what happened, Dan? Did the Bears hit another home run? Fucking <laughs> 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 Rose. Alright, man. Um. Have you been watching anything lately? Uh... Yeah, honestly, movie-wise, not much. Uh, I've kind of had a break from uh, that project shit I've been working on. Yeah. And instead of using it to like maybe catch up on movies, watch some other movies, do other extra work, I've been fucking lounging on the couch and just watching what the fuck ever. <laughs> So I think I'll watch like Shaun of the Dead, watch like American Psycho. Uh, there's something else. There's like a handful of others in there, but I can't remember. But I seriously, I like put on like Metalocalypse, started watching Archer. Like just like shit that I could just fucking like not really pay attention to and just fucking relax and eat like potato chips. Oh yeah, that's and just veg on the couch. That's the best, man. Because for the past like handful of months it's been I got off of work and it's like man I really need to part start working on this other stuff yeah now I actually don't have to work on shit it's fucking amazing yeah or at least a little bit they were like yeah when you get back to the routine let me know we got some uh, other stuff that you, we got some more tickets for you to work on and I just ignored those messages because I don't want to do that right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to chill and relax yeah. and I'll get back to it but yeah dude that's, that's basically all I've been watching uh, I finished Legit, legitimately, the first five seasons of Cheers out of eleven. Yeah, 
like in a row. I think I've only seen five episodes of Cheers. Yeah, in my life, I'm a huge fucking Cheers fan. Yeah, that's your fucking thing. It is, and with eleven seasons and X amount of episodes per season, you just never run short. And then enter Fraser Crane, enter Lilith, BB Newet, whatever. Exit Shelley Long, enter Kirstie Alley. Cliff and Norm are always going to be there, and I play a little game with the who's who of people that have uh, cameoed on that show. Tom Skerritt from mm-hmm. fucking everything, Alien, fucking you name Top it. Top Gun, fucking every yeah, I mean everything. Amanda, of, yeah, <laughs> we want Brad Garrett. <laughs> uh, Amanda uh, Weiss. Weiss. Which was Tina from the first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was Woody's girl. Oh, Woody Harrelson's another one. Uh, Woody's girlfriend that came back from Indiana. Um, I mean, there's been the, the captain of the ship and Jason takes Manhattan. Uh, dad. I've Dude, seen everything. I love shows, and you don't get it so much like with the newer ones, clearly, to the degree of stuff that we give a fuck about. Yeah. But old sitcoms where they had a they would need fucking a rotating pool of one-off characters. Yeah. Because it's like you would watch a fucking episode, especially go back now and watch an episode, and you're like, fuck, dude, that's so-and-so from whatever fucking oh, yeah. Like, you just nip, you just find fucking people. Yeah. Wow, reoccurring characters. Or vice versa, you're watching a fucking slasher flick, and you're like, where the fuck do I know this person from? Cliff. And you're like, oh, fucking Cheers. From Cheers was uh, in Motel Health. Mm-hmm. He was in the punk band. Norm from Cheers was in House 2. Yep. No, House. First House. Uh, the other one was in House 2. Cliff. They, they, yeah, they had two fucking... Yeah, both the dudes from Cheers were in both of the houses. Yes. Um, and then Woody Harrelson. We all know about him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean... I, I mean, there's seriously about fucking 16 people in the Cheers that I've seen up until this point. And I'm on season six, and I still have, like, fucking six seasons to go. So, uh, I've seen them all. It's pretty mind-blowing. It's a fun game. It's like, uh, hey, it's Dick Miller. It's time to do a shot. Like, anytime you see Dick Miller in a movie, it's like... It's Dick Miller, you know? It's like, fuck craziness, man. Like, hey, we're watching The Terminator. Dick Miller, hey, Chopping Mall. Dick Miller, hey, fucking, like, he pops up everywhere. I feel like you need to have, okay, you need, if you, if you have a group of friends that you constantly watch movies with, and you make drinking games out of things, you can have your normal, basic drinking game rules. Yeah. But, you need to add a Dick Miller rule. That is, if you're watching a movie and Dick Miller shows up, whatever your top thing that your normal drinking game is, you need to up it for... So, like, if it's shot is, like, the top thing for whatever thing, if you see Dick Miller, you gotta do, like, a double. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there needs to be... Because it's gonna be a fucking weird one-off thing, so it it's is. not it's part, not of, it's not part of your normal shit, so, like, bam, dude. So, if, if your top thing is to take a drink, take two drinks, well, for this, take a shot, well, if you see Dick Miller, you gotta take a double. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so, and you forget the movies that he was in. Like, keep some fucking coke on hand. You see Dick Miller do a. <laughs> yeah, except don't do that. He's fucking everywhere. Yeah, he is. It's awesome. Uh, anyway, so the Cheers thing, and then uh, uh, Night of the Demons, Slime City. Yeah. We just had a Friday the Thirteenth pass, and I must say, dude, that, I didn't watch shit. Uh, I watched them pretty much all except for the first one. 
in weird order. Yeah, I didn't watch fucking. But I'm just documenting three, five, and seven. Those were the like the ones that I went out of my way to put on. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say that this was the first year that I did not get irritated with the Friday the 13th thing and all the posts. They actually were kind of creative and cool this year. And I, I can't remember a year ever in social media history where Seven got so much love, dude. It's the strangest thing. The New Blood was like, I mean, we're talking bloody disgusting. It's always six. Fangor, yeah. Or uh, Three or Manhattan or... See, I, I never see Manhattan really get love. Six gets a shit ton. Like, everybody fucking loves Six. And Four. And Four. Six, I'm like, yeah, dude, Six got some good shit, but, you know, he should have killed the kids, and it's more of like a, they're just, it's too palatable. A little bit, yeah, yeah. That's the safest way to go if you're going to show the movie to someone who doesn't. It is, honestly. It's too young for, like, nudity. Someone was, what the fuck were they talking? They were talking about fucking, something about something Friday the 13th about him not killing or killing something. I was like, dude, honestly, I wish he would have killed the kids in part six. Oh, that's yeah. I'm like, let's take this fucking thing into a let's let's make it that you can but do something that shows that Jason doesn't give two fucks. Yeah, and like I told you, they did it in Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, like like in six, like okay, cool, like you can took it as he already kills counselors, mm-hmm. but if if his whole thing was he drowned, I'm sure the kids fucking gave him shit when well, he, and then bullied him. He was teased. Yeah, so fucking kill the kids. He would have wanted to kill the fucking kids, too. Yeah, I know. Which would have but it, took a dark turn. In that yeah, but okay, that's the whole thing. The, whole, the franchise was making bank. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't do that. That would have turned off so many people. But I'm like, man, if he would have rolled into that cabin and just slaughtered a whole cabin full of kids. Yeah. What I really would have liked to have seen uh, slightly more than that is the actual... Sleeping bag kill at seven. Well, yeah, when he does it like fucking twelve times. Yes. Yeah. And every time they had uh, bags of fake blood inside the fucking, and every time he hit it, another one broke open. So the end of the sleeping bag just got more and more soaked with this crimson liquid, dude. I cut it down to one. I know one smack, and it's like, dude, he's like, no, you don't understand. I was swinging that fucking bag like Hank Aaron, like every hit was a home run. I really felt like I was killing something inside that fucking sleeping bag, and they cut it down to one frame. I'm like, dude, honestly, just between six and seven, the amount of shit that got cut is dumb. It is. And it sucked. We talked about this before, but. (laughs) Yeah, he's trying to hype. We've talked about this before, but the fact that, like, director's cuts and, like, Un, uncut, unrated releases like that didn't exist then. So when this shit got fucking cut, if it wasn't kept in the fucking uh, like a vault, yeah, in like the vault, like this shit just got burned and destroyed. Wound up on the scrap floor, swept up into a pile, and burned. Yeah, yeah. Like so, there's like a lot of this footage is fucking. You're not finding it. Like there's, there's like, you can go on YouTube and find some stuff. And I know uh, parts from uh, the uncut part of part two just got released in the box set. Heard about that, yeah. It's hasn't got it's it, I, I think it was because my guess anyway is because of how late into the production of that box set it got found and given to them that it's just a special feature. They yeah. didn't get spliced into the movie. Oh, because they can make a separate like dude, yeah. So, so my my guess is there's going well, to be still going to do that eventually. There's going to be a fucking standalone release of two with that. There has to there fucking has to be. That's just that's 
you can print money. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, it's a license to print money, dude. Yeah. But uh, according to John Beekler, who was the director of Seven and Kane Hodder himself, Seven was supposed to push the envelope as far as being like, okay, so how can we be different? There's when they asked John Beekler. I know I'm going on a Friday the 13th right? but when they ask him to take on part 7, he's like, why would I do that? There's six movies before this. It's not like this is 007. You can't just... The guy's been killed how many times? The story's ran its course. So he just wanted to up it with gore, over-the-top special effects for Jason. Every nick, burn, everything that's ever happened to him was supposed to show. And that just movie, that movie still as good as I love that movie. Is just they raped that movie. It's they cut a lot of shit out of it. Yeah, that movie got cut the shit, butchered. But it's still good. I still like it. So there's that. And then uh, I did My Bloody Valentine, the DVD with the spliced in footage, Buried Alive, Beyond the Darkness, and Memorial Valley Massacre. That's it on that. That's all I've been really watching that I can think of. There's other shit too. But oh, yeah, yeah. See, you're you're way more active. I'm just. Vegging out and I watch shit. Super thin down in the music room. Okay, well. Okay. So you got that That's all you <laughs> That might be on me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean listen to? Uh, okay, so I stumbled across this band called Bog Wizard, B-O-G. Okay. Stoner Doom, themed in Dungeons and Dragons. I, okay, I'm not digging that. Yeah, it popped up on my band camp under like a label that I follow. And they're like, dude, if you like legit like nerded out demons and wizards themed Dungeons and Dragons shit, you need a 20 sack and a 20 sided die. And <laughs> it, the way they explained it, and I had the artwork sick, and like all the comments were like, I'm like, cool. So check them out. Uh, and really, all I've really been listening to is the new Hooded Menace tracks that have been released. The new Hooded Menace album is coming out next Saturday, the 27th. The official release of the vinyl or physical copy and download. Yeah. Still fucking with that new Dark Throne, man. Yeah. I'm really I'm listening to it a lot, dude. At, everything I've heard from that new fucking album has been stout. Yeah, that song after the Hate Cloak song that they released, it just grew on me. It's so fucking good, man. It's it's really good. And I'm being completely honest, man. I've been jamming that jail demo for like as you should. Yeah, it's so good, man. It's a live recording, and it's it should be. It should be. It it sounds like the way I would imagine it should sound as a first release from a band like that. Like Mark from uh, English Recording. Yeah, I I, I kind of had a feeling. I thought I heard someone say that it was recorded in a live setting, though. Correct? Or, or was it the show that they recorded it at? It wasn't at the show. They okay. actually, yeah, Mark actually recorded it. Just him. just in a live setting. It wasn't like. In a studio or nothing, it's like fucking like a raw recording. I mean, possibly. I can't remember. I don't know the exact spot. Like hop in the process. Yeah, I mean, it's a demo, like yeah. a four-song demo. It's fucking stellar. It's really good. It's really, really good. Uh, yeah. So anybody don't know, there's a new band fucking uh, Detroit called Jail. Uh, has fucking Johnny from Skuzu. Yep. Guitar and vocals. It's fucking Dave from Scum, Fulon Devi, um, Maculate Conception. On bass has Kyle from Shroud, also with Dave. Dave's a Shroud, uh, and Final Salt on drums. Yes, fine, yeah. Uh, and also uh, the top shelf uh, T-shirt 
fucking maker in. Oh, yeah, dude. He just made a shit ton of fumes shit. Fumes and glue, like, dude. Loud fumes and glue. If you fucking uh, want to get shit printed, yeah. fucking want to just get killer fucking punk shirts that are just yeah. like bands you're not going to really fucking find prints, Kyle's got the hookup on that shit. Yeah, he's always fucking like, pumping out like, hey, man, I did a run of these. And it's like fucking human gas. Like, what? Yeah. A few other like eyeball fucking random like Japanese punk bands like no fucking way he did, he did a battery run of like 10 shirts and they were white shirts with like dude they were so fucking sweet dude I'm like but Kyle's time's gone. Work. dude Kyle's done our shit yeah yes if you have one of our fucking keep core cheap shirts Kyle did those yes so like uh shout out to him and but yeah, check out Jail. Jail, yeah, Jail. And the artwork on the demo was done by uh, Shagrat from Acid Witch, who's a fucking... Yup. He was a just top-shelf artist, man. Tim Tim from Acid Witch and Shipfucker did their uh, artwork for the demo. There's a logo that I don't... I'm, I don't know what they used it for yet, but Mark from Anguish did one of their logos as well. Oh, cool, okay. So He didn't do the uh, kind of scratchy-looking like font. Okay. One that they use, he did this fucking other logo. And I've seen I've seen it posted a couple times, but I don't know if they're using it just for an inlay or if they're going to do it for shirts or fucking what that. I don't think I've seen it's that. It's all like, it looks like bars. Oh, you did show me that. Yeah. I think. That, that's fucking sweet, dude. It's like prison bars, but it's jail. Like, yeah. Dude, yeah, I do remember. And I think, what did, what did I just see? They did, was it shirts or buttons or whatever? It says, never mind freedom, this is jail. Oh. So I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up, guys. <laughs> yeah. And last but not least, and I really want to kind of put a, hang a star on this, I've, you know, really been listening to a lot of Rush, man. A lot of Rush. And I discovered a page on Instagram called The Rush Fans, who do a show on YouTube called The Rush Roundtable. And it was uh, started during the very beginnings of the pandemic, so they were doing it remotely from their house with like a Zoom kind of thing. And it started off as just like five people just t- discussing whatever about Russia, and then it just blew up into this fucking insane. Like we're talking like there's people. I mean, they're up to like a hundred episodes, and they just pick any topic about that band from any era, from '74 to present, and. They decided to do it after Neil Peart passed away, and a lot of these fucking cats are like half my age, and they know more about that fucking band than me, and I was like born into Rush, like my aunt was a fucking fanatic, literally a fanatic, and my mom was too, so a lot of Rush, dude, and I'm not um, biased to any of the catalog, I listen to the 70s stuff, the pushed up sleeve blazers with the shoulder pads, weird bullet, <laughs> uh, headless bass getty. The rat tail fucking Neil, the 90s shit, we have to compete with grunge shit that was weird also with the footage from the OJ trial and their music video and like the 2000 shit, which who knows what the fuck any of that was. And then the 2010 shit, it's all good. It's all fucking phenomenal. And I just, we're never going to see another band like that again. So uh, if you guys get a chance, if you're, if you're uh, serious Rush fans, which I know we have some Canada listeners on this show, um, and they pretty much told me that they're Rush fans to some extent check out Rush Roundtable on YouTube and uh, also Rush fans page on Instagram and on YouTube and do me a favor if any of you guys get bored fucking good luck with this too by the way if you consider yourself a, a decent fair weather Rush fan 
DM me your top ten fucking favorite Rush songs because I it took me like three hours to do that today, <laughs> and I would like made myself and I had to cut out so many fucking songs and it, it was so hard to choose and it watching their podcast YouTube channel inspired me to do that and I seen how hard they were struggling because. I mean that band, dude. If there's any, I mean you could you could honestly take that and put it with any band. If you're if you're like a huge fucking yeah. super fan of that band, it's gonna be almost impossible to pick the top ten. I know, it, but the thing, the, the weird thing of the only thing about Rush is that they had a thing where uh, not to bore you guys, which I have a definite like, ability to do. They had an episode where it was called the generational episode, where they had mom and dad and the kid. So, I could be born in 2005 and become a Black Sabbath fan, but that fucking band hasn't been relevant with the original lineup. And yeah. Since my parents were fucking teenagers, yeah. Rush was putting out new music in 2012 and still touring up until like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. It was not uncool for a kid that was born in the early 2000s to discover Rush in 2012 and know that there was a new album with the Spotify's and the iTunes and the accessibility where it's relevant and you're not looking at weird dudes with mullets and mustaches from 78 wearing cloaks and shit. Like, you get to that point by going back and becoming a fan, but this kid was like 13 and his mom was like put in a CD one day and she only knew the radio hits. This fucking kid is dumb with how much he knows. And he met Getty at a book signing and literally froze up. And all he could say was hi, I guess. And Getty just signed the book, Hi Ryan, Getty Lee. And it's a joke now. And Getty actually still talks to this kid. And the kid is a phenomenal bass player. It's fucking silly. Like, he's just like playing Farewell to Kings. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, so it's pretty cool, man. It was, uh, kind of thing I got into and I'm super boring I mean you know I watch Great Depression cooking shows with 90 year old women that tell, that tell people how to cook food that they had to make during the Great Depression I was so thrown off when you sent me that I literally watched that shit I was like wait like is there like there's there no something ready. here no. is there like what's going on here no I, I enjoyed listening to that woman tell me stories about her family and what they had to kind of make do during the depression in the 20s. Now everything's healthy? Everything's healthy, but it's chock full of pasta, carbs, and everything else. But I make this pizza, it's healthy. <laughs> yeah, and she really believed that, but she lived to be almost 100, so fuck it, it's healthy. <laughs> people living at that age, it's, it's almost a fucking coin toss. You'll see people who fucking like drink excessively every day, they're like, I'm 105. Oh, I know, yeah, right? It's craziness. Uh, but this lady like went through two world wars, a like Great Depression, and still had the wherewithal to remember those recipes and do a show on YouTube. And I discovered her way late. She passed away like seven years ago, like around 2013. But like, I have celebrated her entire catalog of videos. And, uh, you know, any of you guys listening to this podcast, I just want you to know that like, I listen to people talk. That's Great Depression Cooking. It, Google that, like YouTube that shit, Great Depression Cooking. And it's a fucking wonderful old woman that just, I could listen to her tell stories all day, all day. So that's Like we said, a treat, it was pizza. My dad used to make it. 
Yeah. This is how we do it. It's super healthy. Yeah, there's a trick we can do where you, it's called mock apple pie, where you had to feed a family of six, but you didn't have apples, but there was something about Ritz crackers. If you did it a certain way, you could trick your stomach into believing it was full, but it really wasn't. That was the Ritz crackers, and it tasted like apple pie. I heard that, and I just fucking put the remote down and got comfortable. Like, so what? Well, how okay, are we going to do dude, this? Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So... Mock apple pie. Yes. No, no apples. No apples. Rich crackers. Yes. Somehow sort of tastes like apples. Tastes like apple pie. And clearly it keeps you full because the crackers and it expands your stomach. Correct. Part, but it fools. What? They How, were, where's the apple flavoring? What, are they just throwing in a bunch of fucking like cinnamon? Yeah. I mean, it's just how you... It's the Great Depression. You just had to make do with what you had. Dude, see, that is the Great Depression meal I want to see. I want to hear about, sh- like, crazy shit they had to do with that. Yeah. Because that's intriguing to me. Because, like, yeah, shit sucked. So what now did you, you have get to do? It. The now pizza, you get it. The two things I've seen, I didn't even watch the full episodes of either of these, but I saw the pizza one, I'm like, well, that's fucking pizza. And I saw something else, and I'm like, well, that just seems kind of basic, too. Like, normal shit you do, even if it wasn't a Great Depression. You're going to want to sit in for the shepherd's pie. Uh, you're gonna wanna. See, now you're gonna wanna now watch you've got get whipped up. Dude, now you got Jared intrigued. <laughs> now I'm curious about. I'm cu- really curious about the cracker apple pie. Yeah, mock apple pie. Dude. Magic trick they're gonna pull on me. And yeah. now you're talking about shepherd's pie. Yeah. And I'm now I'm wondering what's in that. I mean, because they had to go to food lines, you know, at that time. Yeah. So just whatever you got's what you got, and then you have to get creative with it. And just the fact that she remembered these recipes from fucking 80 years ago from when she was a little girl that her mom would make. And just the hard times they went on. But she does, it's not depressing to listen to. She actually, like, is a fucking soldier. Like, she's like, yeah, this was that and this was that. But then she's still laughing and shit. And, like, her laughter just makes you, it's almost like a velvet well, that's silk you fucking blanket like going over your soul when she laughs. She's, like, genuinely happy to, like cook these fucking meals for you too. You fucking live, at that point you live through it and you can just kind of look back at it as like yeah dude fucking that was cool. she was saying the most horrid <laughs> it's things like, that's like crazy shit that we did like yeah you had to watch your pets back then if you know what I mean I'm like gee and yeah we're gonna eat I the can imagine yeah, yeah. Dude. but <laughs> yeah she's a gangster man so uh, if you ever get fucking bored or you want to just really step out of your comfort zone of what you normally do on a Wednesday night, uh, YouTube Great Depression cooking, or just do the Rush Roundtable or both, uh, and just listen to people that talk about shit that would bore the normal person and entertain the fuck out of someone like me. Do a fucking two for Tuesday. There you go, two for Tuesday. Back and forth or less with the riff rock. It's what have you been jamming, man? All right, man. So, uh, finally got the demo for this band. Didn't get a physical copy of this demo for a while. I actually forgot about it, and then I saw somebody updated, updated their uh, distro, and I was like, fuck, I need to get that demo. Gothamist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking dinosaur mints, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking... This shit's really good, dude. Three-man band from three different countries... Amazing, just straight fucking mints. Yeah. Uh, Joe from uh, Archigathis, Gourmet, Midas. Uh, Adam from Mortify, Sick Tired. I think he's also in a few noise shit. Like, I think he's in Windows of Osaka. He did that shit. He did Urine Cop, which, anyway, seriously, I'm going to pause right here. 
check anybody check out Urine Cop. They weren't around long. They're fucking amazing. Known in Chicago for sure. And they toured here. They did it in like a little mini tour. I was able to see them in like a room with like five people. <laughs> like, oh yeah, dude. it was fucking sick. Um, and then um, Yu Ying, he's from South Korea. Um, LPP is the other band. This uh, band he's known for, and that band's fucking pissed. So between the three, it's basically Joe's from Canada, Yu Ying from South Korea, Adam from here now lives in Japan. So take that what you want. Straight fucking gory fucking mince fucking fuck off porno grind, fuck off fascists, fuck off Nazis, and just read the lyrics of all this shit, and it's amazing because their lyrics are like very tongue in cheek, but it's very much like we don't stand with all that shit. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Hell yeah. Amazing, dude. Fucking amazing demo. Um,. We talked about these guys last time we hung out. <laughs> fucking tough guy. I was wondering if you were going to bring them I'm up. I'm bringing them up, man. I'm a huge fan of that one. Love the music. Love the music. Hate the name. <laughs> Not really a fan of the artwork. The imagery is... Uh, the fucking song the titles. Like, I'm guessing they're younger, but I don't actually care, dude. The fucking... It's like pure mints, man. It that's is. like That's actually quality to me. Yeah. I, I really dig it, man. So I've been listening to them a lot. Um... I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this name. Ascomic Cascade. One man like grind slash mince project from San Jose. Okay. Fucking awesome. Chaotic. Um, a lot going on. Bonus points for me because they did a cover of a, a, a song by the band Physique, which is like a fucking raw punk band. So, I mean, if you're going to give me Grime and Mince who covers punk, you, uh, you get a high ranking in my book. Uh, so, they're stellar. Definitely check it out. Is that, just real quick, all instruments? Yeah. One man band does all, one dude does all shit. If there's bass in there, too? Yep. It's not, yep. Okay. Guitar, bass, drums. Sometimes a one man thing will do just like a guitar, yeah. drums, bass, drums, especially yeah. with Mince or Grind and shit. That's cool. Okay. Um, J.M. Churchill. Russian fucking mince band. Uh, recently, two years ago maybe, did a split with Archigathis. Nice. Uh, which, you, another thing, you're going to win points with me when you have a song called Listen to Lieutenant Dan. Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually, I listened to that, but I've mainly been listening to their demos from like 2014. This is quality, dude. You sent me those guys uh, like a while ago. Yeah. Lieutenant Dan Worship I'm like is there such a thing and I'm like holy fuck it is like, and the song's called Listen to Lieutenant Dan I'm like dude I stumbled across these guys years ago and I was listening to No Big Deal and then all of a sudden I came across like like reading like shit it's like song like Listen to Lieutenant Dan I'm like wait what yeah <laughs> I think I sent it to Zach too I'm like hey man you heard these guys are fucking shouting you guys out they're big fans <laughs> yeah um and then uh Weediest Mincer. Excellent band. Dude. Been uh yeah, been listening to their uh Rogor Violence uh release, which was ended up it was a split for with uh Licit Trade came back uh, came out in like twenty eighteen. Fucking all their stuff's quality dude. That one just fucking really hits home with me. Just love the everything about it. Yeah. They have a uh, for me, they stand out a little bit. They kinda have their uh, their own thing going on. As far as the contrast with vocals and, and the mint stuff, like 
some stuff has like that. Some stuff's just all really guttural, really yes. fucking noisy. Mm-hmm. Some stuff has that fucking like PV vocal mixed with the fucking gutturals. Yeah. Um, they kind of, yeah, they kind of fluctuate recording to recording, which, you know, not opposed to, man. I like it. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and it's super it, mincy. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, I never was a huge, like, follower. I loved it. I loved the, I loved that whole fucking genre, that whole scene, and all the branch outs of it. Yeah. But there's like a handful of bands, obviously, like people that aren't really into slow music or doom. Sure, they can find four or five bands that are like, you know what? That's mm-hmm. kind of how I, that's, that's where I'm at. But I, I you know, I, get, I go through my spats where I'm like, dude, I've listened to nothing but PD, but it's the stuff I know, like Endless Blockade and shit like that. And like, yeah. Uh, shit, you showed me that uh, fucking Chainsaw to the Face, fucking. Just the shit that I know, Hooker Spit Windex fucking split. And by the way, people need to know deterioration just did a split with your with your with your boy, dude. Yeah, um, I'm gonna butcher the name because I'm a little tipsy. Yeah, Hugo Grant. <laughs> dude, I just said that Hakugo. drunk as fuck. Hugo Grant time. time. Yeah, dude. Which his other band just got signed to Relapse. That's what you're saying. Yeah, fucking uh, rip the shreds. Rip the shreds. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Fucking Jerry. Isn't that dude in uh, Hakugo Grind Time playing on a fucking eight-string guitar or a seven-string? I'm not sure. What's he I, holding on that fucking? It looks. I can't remember, but I know he likes uh, headless guitars. That's his jam. Yeah. That's his thing. Seems to dig him. Motherfucker can shred. It's been a while. I think Thanksgiving I was. I don't care, dude. I could practice. Last and, time I seen. I can practice and get like to the point where I'm like, I fucking am happy with how I am, and I'll watch a video of him like practicing solos he's about to record and like yeah, I'm just gonna put the guitar down for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna right. walk away yeah the fucker can shred dude yeah well that that album is you played it on Thanksgiving like after dinner we were jamming some <laughs> grind time I'm like fuck yeah dude this is great and then on Bandcamp I get these notifications every so often it's like hey new release from but that's all it says in the email or the notification yeah. it doesn't go into depth so I so I don't always click it and just do my reading. I'm just like, oh, there's some new deterioration shit out. But it's like, I've gotten three of those since February. I'm like, are they... A lot of bands are reissuing shit because this is a downtime for music. No, they're like putting out new releases, man. Deterioration fucking... It's, it's like they fucking hit the studio, record like 12 songs. They're actually probably like 30 songs right and then split them between like four different releases yeah. which honestly that's how you fucking do it dude for splits for hit their studio yeah, hit yeah. The, write a shit ton hit the studio record all the shit tons and then take that chunk and split it into releases and someone hits instead of just being like hey we'll do a split okay now I gotta write and record for it no one just fucking no, you gotta like, write and record for like a mass amount right and just fucking hit those fuckers or do like shit like dude and just uh, shelve it for seven years and put out a fucking 57 song fucking debut isn't that what they did with uh with what which one Grave Shitter was a collection of like shit that had been yeah I think they were writing Grave Shitter for a while and I honestly if I remember correctly I might be wrong I think their shit got deleted they like lost the files and they had to fucking re-go back re-record yeah so that's kind of what took more time some of those songs on Grave Shitter had been I had heard oh yeah dude like rough versions of them from you'd hear them for fucking like a year or two oh yeah and then when finally Grave Shitter came on you're like oh that's okay that was for this yeah <laughs> I, I want to say I talked to Zach about it and he said like they like files got deleted 
Yeah, so the songs that did make it to the Grave Shitter were the ones that they undoubtedly remembered, which were probably mainstays in every set they played. Fuck that slow shit had been around at that time <laughs> since, like, the fucking, the first Bush administration. So, I mean, <laughs> that song survived, like, fucking uh, Bird Flu. Uh, SARS-1? Yeah, SARS-1. Uh, <laughs> H1N1. Um the killer uh, bees. You remember the fucking uh, Wu Tang Clan? No, the, the weird bees that were supposed to be coming up from like South Africa that were like <laughs> no, the African killer bees. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the fucking murder hornets. Was, yeah, the murder hornets before the murder hornets. Yeah, that was the Act One, Book One, murder hornets. I like how everything that's like mean and angry is going to hurt you is like quote unquote Africanized or or. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just throw these words in there. Those aren't dog whistles. No, those uh, those uh, urban African killer bees. Uh, you mean killer bees? <laughs> they could come from Canada. They're just as scary. What the fuck are you doing right now, man? They're still angry as fuck, man. Yeah, they're just French Canadian angry. Yeah. Was the bee wearing a beret? No. Croissant? No. All Was right. his English broken? Was he wearing a Hobbs jersey? Huh? No? Okay. Has he updated his passport? (laughs) These are trying times for all of us. The bees included. Fuck them bees. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that. Uh, Man, it's really good to be back doing an episode, man. I hope you guys fucking, like, really dig this shit. And uh, I'm sure we'll be back, like, sooner than later. Maybe we won't wait so long this time. Yeah, I think we we should be good to not do that. There's no reason to. Yeah. Fucking, uh, uh, yeah, I don't plan on getting back into, like, the swing of all that extra shit for yeah, a man. few weeks. Yeah, Fucking workaholic, dude. Uh, like, not the Durs guy, not the cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you don't have to be fresh, fresh, fresh. No, this dude's been working his fucking ass off, and I, uh, respect that. So I'm just like, when, I, when he's got time, we'll do it, man. You know, until like, you know, if fall's coming up, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Dude, I already got for my actual job, I already got almost the entire month of October up. I couldn't be more excited. See, man, everyone like listening to this, man, this is a genuine fucking statement. Get you a friend that takes his vacation time in October. Okay, and I say that because who the fuck does that? Why wouldn't you? Well, I mean, I've taken... Because most people, like, I'm, I'm usually, my mom gets, like, X amount of weeks vacation. She's been at fucking Kroger for, like, 30-some-odd years. So she's like, oh, well, obviously it's my birthday. I go to Florida. May is the beginning of nice weather. I take two weeks off, and then she splits them up into sick days and shit. You're just yeah. like, give me, give me it all in October. Well, when everything's taken, dying and it's crispy out. I've like, taken like a, a, a week off early in the year, and then days scattered, and then I took like a week off for two, yeah, about about a week or two off like a month or two ago. And then come October, I got my birthday off, which right. is on Friday. Yep. I got the Monday, the following Monday off, and then I got three weeks off. Yeah, 
Like, I got lucky, like... It's my, always a hard November 2nd. Dude, no. That you go back. I fucking... <laughs> okay, so I, used to always hold, I used to hold on to my vacation days for that. Judgment day. But now we switched over with... Um, we have unlimited vacation time. Yeah. So now I can take... As long as it gets approved... And the dude I work with, it was all like it's pretty much on my team. It's basically me and Southern dude for the most part. And as long as he doesn't have it off, I can take it off. So I'm like, yeah, give me this day, give me this day, give me these three days, whatever. Like, oh, there's a holiday on a Monday. Can I get that Friday or can I get that Tuesday? Like, I tried I, I, all, like, little small things to fucking shorten my work weeks and just fucking get enjoyment. But come October, I'm like, no, man, just next next year. I'm if I'm still there, I'm. Going for the entire month of October. Yeah, that's fire. I'm just gonna see if I'll, if I can get that approved. October one to November two. Yeah, yeah. No, because after Halloween, I need a break. I need a day to recover. Oh yeah, yeah. Not even because I'm gonna get shit faced. I just need a day to recover. Oh yeah. Now gotta, I need to now I need to chill after. Got to bask in the glory. Yeah, man. yeah. And I'll come back the second. You know, it's good. No, but October. I need the all of October. I'm gonna see if I can do that. Sam Hain. Uh <laughs> like if I can get the entire month of October off, <laughs> that'd be sweet, dude. You'd I have to do something epic, though. Dude, I mean, like, I even know. if it's something as minuscule as just going way out of your way to decorate the house because you got a month off, and make it the sickest, like the, the Beetlejuice house in Sterling Heights or where? Uh, where is that at? Livonia or fucking Sandworm? Oh, just to go throughout the front yard, and they got the couch with the fucking uh, uh, yeah, the fucking us. Uh, Sawed and half chick. Yeah, sick dude. Like, do something cool like that. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's all. That's that's all, man. Uh, you guys, if you haven't seen Hell of Living Dead, I, I highly suggest it's on. Uh, it's on Tubi for free and YouTube, but it's under Night of the Zombies on Tubi and Hell of the Living Dead on YouTube. It's also under Hell of the Living Dead on Tubi. Oh, is it? It's under both. Weirdly enough. Oh, okay. Because it's really weird. It's fucking. It's legit under both. You can search for either one and find them. You you'll find the Hell of Living Dead, which is like the more colorful cover. Yeah, yeah. And then if you type in Night of the Zombies, you'll find the other, which is like the red with the zombie. But it's under both titles. Yeah. It's fucking weird. And the strange thing is the night of the, uh, the night of the zombies slip that I have is jet black, but there's actually the original one had like a bluish sky behind it. With like red and, and it's like a red border going around it. Yeah, which is a cooler looking fucking artwork to me. That's the artwork they use on Tubi. And, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. So you can probably do it commercial free on YouTube. Yeah, definitely check it out, man. But, yeah, I feel good. this movie actually sits pretty well in that mixture of like lower budget Italian zombie films of that era. Like it's mm-hmm. there's worse. Oh yeah, for there's sure. better. But I mean, it, it it fits in the wheelhouse. Yeah, if you were to do like some type of a, you're going through a thing where you want to watch cannibal movies or zombie movies, like you know, there's some stellar kills in this movie. Oh, there is. Yeah, there's great scenes and like, yeah, I mean, there's we decent gore, honestly. Yeah, a couple of them. We didn't we didn't pick this movie as a parody to like bury it. Like, no, we we enjoy this movie. It's just I know. I feel we did we did kind of rip it apart a little bit, but that's not to say, dude. This movie has some qualities to it. It has some killer gore in it and killer. Awesome kill scenes in it. Absolutely. Um, even though it's a rehashed score, it's a fucking goblin score, which really fucking helps propel this movie. Yeah, a handful of great parts from other movies meshed into like a weird trail mix of like a score sequence. Yeah. And it works. It's 
it's it's a unique movie. It's got you know what I mean. Like it's been done before, and it's not original, and the dubbing's bad, and all the downfalls we talked about. But like, there's a reason I put this movie on every so often because it's 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 a good walk, man. It is. It is. So I watch it, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so all right, man. I think that's it, man. Yeah, we will uh, we will see you next time and uh, maybe pick up a koozie or a shirt or something to drop us a line and say hi. And grab some shirts, or grab some koozies, uh, maybe 12 for a 12-pack. Um, yeah, maybe that too. Drop us a line, say what's up, hit us with some questions, hit us on those social medias. And uh, yeah, guys. Yep, take it easy. All right, see ya.